Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the uh, Full Corridor Podcast. My name is Paul Mukani, and I've got Tim Delacia with me. This is your South African Cricket Podcast, and yeah, we talk all things South African cricket, and we've got the CSA One Day Cup um, having started uh, this week, and so it's going to be quite interesting and we're going to be talking about that because we have some interesting uh, clashes, um, some results and some personal individual results where we were a little bit surprised or, or not so much. Um, Tim, how are you doing? All thanks. All, all good, man. All good. All good. All good. Okay. Poverty and winnings are unhappy. <laughs> Uh, look, the Lions played one game and they won uh, against the Titans, which is, I think is the strongest team in this tournament. We're going to talk about that because there's some other interesting um, situations happening outside of that. But question, Tim, how's your day out at, at Newlands? Are the fans coming in a little bit more? That was really nice. Um, so on the, on, the, on the Sunday, it was really, really good from a, from mm-hmm. a Sunday point of view. Uh, it took a while, so sort of right about lunchtime, right about sort of one o'clock, you had a nice mm. spread of people. You know, the good old Oaks. Oaks was about, I'd say maybe twenty-five full. You know, twenty-five, twenty-five percent full. You know, it was it was a nice, nice sporadic uh, amount of people. Uh, drinks were available, food was available. So that's that's just to keep in mind that a non-televised game. You were able to get uh, condiments. No, it was good. It was, it was a nice atmosphere. It's good to see people. Look, I suppose it's a dress rehearsal for the SA20. So uh, to a certain extent, um, they have to kind of do that and, and get everything going, get all the, um, all the uh, providers of all the good things that we've always known Newlands to provide, the alcohol, the, the food, the, all the snacks and everything else, get them going. Because obviously when we're there for the India series and we didn't have fans, um, it was a, a little tough. Um, and, and yeah, so, um, so so that's the thing. But so let's get into into the games, into the results. Um, the CSA, that's the, if you're looking for a title of the show, um, it's a CSA One Day Cup results because um, by the end of the month, we'll have a champion. Um, so the moment we start in January 2023, the only thing that'll be left domestically would be the SA20 and then the back end of the four-day series. So really interesting to see how CSA does this. Um, going into December without having the purchase playing. So, uh, look, filtering this in probably will work. Um, but what do you think of the scheduling, Tim? Because it felt like very quick for me. Look, everything this season is all about SA20. So it's all about squeezing everybody else in to have SA20 at the prime of summer. So with that in mind, it's not ideal, but it actually makes sense. It actually makes sense to have this competition in December, mm-hmm. where people actually are on holiday, students are on holiday, so that there is chances for you to see the young local talent that is there on show, and there has been people on show showing their talent. So, uh, 
it's it's not so much of a problem for me, um, even with the fact that we've got SA20 just around the corner and everything geared towards that. No, I hear you, Tim, and I think that's a, that's a really good thing. Um, if you're interested to know what the next generation looks like, come to the grounds, come and see um, what that next generation. We're going to be talking about that next generation coming up. So let's go to the results, and then we'll talk about each of the games, talk about who performed, um, and then we'll just give you a lay of the land as we go through the season as to what's important. There was a really important game yesterday between the Dragons and the Knights, and it had uh, it, it has relegation um, implications, and we're going to talk about that um, as well. And, uh, and the Knights also doing themselves a favor by beating the Warriors, and we're going to talk about that as well. Let's start with the results. Um, so the first match of the tournament was uh, the Rocks against the Dolphins. Curtis, this is a courtesy of ESPN Quick Info. They still call the Rocks um, Boilant. Uh, well, that's where they come from. Um, so the first game was the Rocks against the Dolphins. A little bit of a low-scoring game there, Tim. Um, the Rocks scoring uh, 208 with Yanaman Malan in the runs. He scored a century. Um, Andile Petluguaya took three for 33. Um, Fariska Adams scored 49 for the Rocks. But in reply, it was an easy chase, easy-ish, for the Dolphins in Paul. Um, Tabang Ditole, who played last year for um, the Tuskers, scored 33 opening. That's a little bit of a shout-out to him. Jason Smith, your boy, Tim, 45. Andile Petluguayo pitching in with 35. And Bradley Porteous, who we're going to talk about later on, he scored a 33. What did you make of this result, Tim? And the Rocks seemingly coming undone in the second season. They're not playing great cricket across the formats. Yeah, look, um, I don't quite know what, what's going on there. If you've got somebody like Lewis Deploy who is in the squad and you're not mm. picking him in this format, I, I, I'm a bit, bit perplexed by that. Um, they're obviously hampered with, with uh, the Peter Milan injury. That is mm. affecting them in the four-day stuff and in this competition. So that is, it is causing problems for them. But for the Dolphins, that was a good win. They were in all sorts of trouble, but that partnership, as you mentioned, between Jason Smith and Porteous, who we will we'll talk about uh, later on, was vital. Uh, I think it was around about sort mm. of 70 runs between them. Uh, without that partnership... The Dolphins don't win that match, even with that, that lowish total that they had to chase. So it, it looks easy, yeah. but it, it wasn't that easy, actually. Yeah, no, and it was in Paul. So when I saw the 208, I kind of was like, okay, this was Polish. My only worry about a lot of the scores, if you look here, um, no, no score above 300 in a world where internationally, you're going to have to be scoring 300-plus consistently, regardless of what the pitch is doing. Yes, the quality might not be at that level, but it makes it hard. Like, I'm thinking, like, as a selector, it makes it very hard for me to select an 11 at a protest level that's going to score 300 consistently when the brand of play, I think, in South Africa is still, I don't know, 7, 10 years back or even... You know, 15 years back? 
Yeah, no, no, that's that's a, that's a, a valid point. Um, that, that's certainly a valid point. I do think that the the performances overall have actually been pretty consistent. But you're right; they're probably that everybody is short of a player. Every team outside of the Titans yeah. is actually short yes. of a batsman. Every team. Mm. That's, that's actually quite interesting. But let's go into the next game. Northwest, uh, the Dragons playing the Warriors in Poch. Um, they, they won that game by two runs. It was a, a tight affair. Very, very tight. I came down to the end because you had Tristan Stubbs on one end going crazy. He scored 81 out of 85, not out. But let's go through the Dragons. Dragons scored 284 for seven at home. Lesejo Senoguano, who's having a really, a breakout season. For me, he's on my, oh, wow. I'm now listening. Well, oh, I'm sitting up and taking notice list. Uh, he's at the top. He's got 79 off 105 as an opener. You know, everyone keeps on asking about uh, the Black Batters. Uh, he's one coming through this season, scoring runs in four-day and one-day cricket. Senran Mutusami, 60 or 50. And then you've also got Delana Pogheta, who scored 41 in that uh, 284. Bersonapul took three for 46. And then in reply, the Dragons started off well. Jordan Hanman, 62 of 68. Lesiba Nguepe came in with a 44. Uh, Mutusami took three for 45. But it was Tristan Stubbs, 81 of 86. Is that the, is, are those the type of the performances that the selectors are looking for, Tim? Those outlier performances that are either at or above run a ball? They are. And if you look over the, over the, the, week, the whole weekend, the real performances have been those Proteus players who are either in the Proteus setup in this mm -hmm. format or just yeah. behind. Ju they are waiting to get their chance. Um, so your Markrams, your Swiss and Stubbs. Look, that was a fantastic game. That was probably the game of the weekend. The, probably the game of the weekend. And that, yeah. as we will discuss, had huge, huge ramifications for promotion relegation for Northwest to get that victory. Absolutely massive. Um, Tristan Stubbs probably should have got the win in the end. They needed single figures in the last over. And he went for a two when actually the two was not necessary. It needed him to be on strike. It needed him to just be a little bit calmer. Mm. It was that youthful exuberance. But if you just if you were able to watch the highlights in your on the pitch vision. You watch the reaction of Tristan Stubbs at the moment of his teammates run out and the Northwest reaction. You want to tell that this, this level doesn't matter? It matters. It, it matters. It on Supersport, though. It, it really matters. Because you needed to see that. You needed to experience that. You needed audio to kind of give you that moment because that's exactly what we've been trying to give to the fans. That's what CSA yeah. would be wanting to give to the fans. That level of, 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 of I don't know, excruciating pain, of, of sorrow, of joy. Because as you speak about, and we'll talk about the relegation ramifications, but for instance, right, 
the way we've been cutting up this whole promotion relegation thing has always been if you can beat in each of the individual tournaments because you play everyone once if you can beat the guys in and around you or above you can steal a win with a guy who's above you you can help yourself push forward and the two teams that were on the hot seat were the knights and the dragons and the dragons are stealing wins everywhere they just that game was a stolen win you know over and above the fact that they have to do the work against the, the their rivals who we'll talk about later but that was that is why we watch um we want at least the whole of the odi cup to be on tv if you're running out of analysts if you're running out of commentators super sports you can come and look for us we're right here we're waiting anyway that's my little daily rant uh against a super sport um the final game of the tournament of the day of that friday it was a rematch of the final last year uh in in actually in centurion which is what funny um the lions played the titans a couple of things of this game me and my beloved lions winning by 38 runs beautiful stuff number one the man with the mysterious ankle ryan rickleton scoring 126 off the bat um liam alder made his debut he arrived at the ground in his kids uniform similar to vian mulder a couple a few years ago arriving at the wanderers in a school uniform to play for the wanderers so congratulations liam for that something to note wandila makwetu opening the batting with ryan rickleton this team just doesn't run out of wiki keepers which is awesome um i actually would love wandila to keep over ryan but I, I get what ryan's trying to do um because yeah there's an opening at the Proteus Wick keeping spot if you're thinking about it, yeah. right? And, uh, um, yeah, to, yes. <laughs> to conclude that scorecard, um, Susanda Magala, Evan Russ, Vian Mulder, probably the best middle to lower order you can get um, in South African cricket. They uh, put down some runs. Um, I think Magala scored a a 30, Evan Rose scored a 40, Vian Mulder didn't score in that game, uh, Aiden Markram in reply scored 80 of 62, similar to Tristan Stubbs, those types of performances above um, the run rate, or above the, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, I've forgotten that one, Yeah, but yeah, yeah, in yeah. the bowling, the Lions, 3 for 42, Magala. Sapamla, 3 for 39. Liam Alder on debut, 2 for 53, including a court and bold of uh, Aiden Markham. This game was televised, Tim. Um, but what, what, what did you see about this thing? Uh, all I got out of that was Titans are still strong. Doesn't matter if they lost by 38. But the Lions look very deadly. And if they get that top order working, if they can get Reza firing, um, or Reza back to the Proteus form before the World Cup and around the World Cup. You know that Reza. The, the Reza where everyone was complaining that he should be playing over a certain national captain form. If you can get that, this team will be there. It will be champions by the end of the month. Tim, what do you say to that? It's quite possible. Quite possible. Look, I think he's batting at six now for the Lions. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. I think. And look, look, he doesn't look out of picture. He doesn't look. Mm. He doesn't look like he's a man who's batting two places above where he should be. Not at all. He mm. looks like the real deal. He looks like a man who's taking both facets of his game very, very seriously, and that matters. If you want to be mm. playing for South Africa on a consistent basis, you need to be doing 
both both facets, unless you're like a a, uh, a Shamsi who's an out and out specialist spin bowler, you need to be actually have some sort of ability with the bat. So Sasanda was saying, you know what? I'm, I'm good at the earth. I'm a good one day bowler, but actually I can hit the ball a long way. I can come in and I yeah. can hit a, a quick fire runs, which and matters. They they matter. And he looks he looks the part. He definitely looks the part. He looks fit. Um, I know lots of people have been talking about that. Um, I loved I loved Alder getting getting his chance. We've been wanting him in since the SN the nineteens for playing, wanting to get his chance. And this is why. Because we yeah. know he is ready. He's ready to go for that next level. Um He's got it. No, if 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 the Proteus start picking Fortain from now on on a more consistent basis, you might find Alder will be getting more games on a, on a more consistent basis, which would be great for him. Yeah, and I think that's that's very good. And even if he doesn't get a, because you know how hard it is at at the lines with all the Proteus, I think there are there should be teams who should be talking to him right now to bring him into their squads next year, um, because he's I think he's that good. I think he's 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 a find, especially as a as a spinner. Um, one other thing about the spinners before I forget, Senran Mutisami as an option. As your spinning option, batting at seven, isn't he a better batsman than Keshav Maharaj? Even though he's not a better bowler, it kind of ex- extends your batting lineup a little bit. It depends on which competition. If it's this, if it's the fifty over, one hundred percent, I think he can yes, get away with. ODIs, yeah, yeah, yeah. ODI is one hundred percent. If you're talking early eyes, yes, I, I, you can make it. You can make a, a legitimate argument for him at seven. Mm-hmm. You probably, you probably want him at eight if you're being really picky. But you, you Tim, I think I've, I've I've lost Tim there for a moment. Um, we'll just wait for him to come back. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I was waiting to see what Tim was talking about on the back end of of that Mutusami uh, situation. But yeah, I'll just uh, have to check with Tim quickly is to see if he is good and okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's uh, it's really tough. Obviously, if you have a, a two man podcast and then one of the guys goes offline, <laughs> but we'll, we'll we'll sort it out and uh, should have him back soon. If not, we're going to record again, but that's not going to be a problem. But anyway, let me just go through some of the other results and then we'll just get Tim to talk about them. Um, so that was the first day of the one day cup results. And then on the Sunday, um, we had four games or three games. Um, it was the Dolphins playing Western Province. This was an interesting one because the Dolphins found themselves batting first at um, Newlands and they were 24 for five. And then Bradley Porteous uh, and, and Ethan Bosch put on a stand, a mammoth stand. Porteous scoring 100 and Ethan Bosch scoring 45 to get uh, the Dolphins to a respectable 226. 
Um, and and in that, uh, give themselves something um, for to bowl at, and and and, that, and that's what happened. You know, Western Province two two nine for six. Um, in reply, they won that by four wickets. Looking at that, um, it was Eddie Moore scored ninety four. John O'Bird scored fifty one. Bradley Porter scored two for twenty three. Um, it was an interesting uh, game. I think Western Province a really strong side, and we'll just be waiting for Tim to come back, and we'll be going through that and and, and talking about that uh, that game. The next game was Northwest and uh, the Knights, two sixty eight. Um, Northwest batting first at home, scored two hundred sixty eight runs. The Knights in reply, one hundred fifty nine. This was a massive game. Massive, massive game in terms of the relegation promotion. So in the four-day series, Northwest beat the Knights. Um, and to a certain extent, you need to finish higher than your opponents um, before they get in. Uh, Tim, I've got you. Um, I'm back. Sorry, I'm back. Oh, <laughs> good. Don't worry. I was just going through the results. Um, there's going to be a very interesting situation in the middle of our podcast. If you want to watch it, it's going to be fun. A little bit of a blooper, but anyway. Um Actually, let's go to the Dolphins of Western Province. We've spoken about the the, the 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 results and who's who's done well. How did you see that game? Obviously, the Dolphins are twenty four for five. Two two six from there is impressive. Give us a little bit more about Bradley Porteous and who he is and 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 his cricketing journey. If you if you know a little bit more. Yeah, look, so Bradley has been in and around the uh, KZN setup throughout his, his life. He um he's not one of those guys that's gone and had to go from into the into the um different smaller unions. He's mm-hmm. been been in and around the system, not able to really get a kick into the system because the the KZN system has been quite strong recently. Um still a yikster. He's played quite a lot of league cricket over the UK. Um, I know they think very highly of him. Um, he's still what twenty three, so he's a, he's a young boy. He's got a, he's got his whole future ahead of him. He's just progressing at the right time. He's just progressing at the right time. It is it is an interesting change up in the in the Dolphins setup there, where Marcus Ackerman mm-hmm. didn't make the squad for this entire tournament, and Portis wow. has come in. Portis has come in and made this hundred. Now look, 24 for 5, that was a really good 100. A really, mm. really, really, a 100 of, of exceptional note. Against the, okay. a province setup now, a bowling unit that is fit, that is firing, that is bowling quicker than they have been for a good couple of years. Um, I think somebody like Mareki... I think he's been messed around it a little bit. He's been told he needs to be this, he needs to be that, he needs to be a medium pacer. No, no, you need to be express. He's now just decided I'm 29, I'm going to be what I am. I'm a, okay. I'm just a genuine pace bowler, I'm going to be what I am. And obviously yeah. Nandre, Nandre, we know Nandre. If he's fit, he's firing. Yeah, he got so, for 40, for 40 yeah. odd. So it it was never a twenty four for five pitch. Let's get that out of the okay. way. It was never. It was more of a. If you got to two fifty, you had a, you had a good chance of of defending. Um, two fifty, mm. two sixty. Um, okay. So uh, I 
you're not the only guy in the press box who didn't know who Bradley Porteous was. There were oh, very okay. few of us that I knew, knew. I know the name, but I a was great like, deal. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. That's interesting. Because there are also a, a couple of names that aren't in and around that dolphin side. Um, there was that boy who moved from the lines. I forget him. He's a, lex, lef, he's a left arm spinner. It's just just getting Parsons. my head. Parsons. Hmm? Yeah, Bryce. Bradley. Uh, Bryce was, isn't around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and obviously now you've got you know you've got Andile Petruguayo who's actually playing decently, uh, and you've got Adile Simelani as well, um, who uh, keep on taking some of the wickets. So that's a that's an interesting one coming out of the the Dolphins there. Um, obviously John Bird, Eddie Moore, Eddie Moore seems to be fitting in really nicely, um, in in, in Province there. Um, hopefully he's one step away from that call-up. We don't know. But yeah, as you're joining us, we're talking about that second game in the middle there and the whole relegation situation. Northwest and the Knights. Knights lost by 109 runs. Northwest putting down some big numbers. Sinogwani again putting down a 76 um, to pair with a 79 during the week. Um, Haino Kuhn finally coming into the runs, 96. Delano scored a 29 of 27. He also took four for 27. Aldred Hawken, who's their express pacer, he took three for 15 in the chase. Miguel Pretorius was probably the shining light of the ball. He scored four for, took four wickets for 436, uh, but the Knights couldn't do much. Um, Patrick Kruger, 33 runs. The importance of this victory is this. CSA will give you points based on where you finish in the log for each individual tournament. So the T20 tournament, the four-day series, as well as the uh, one-day cup. After the T20 tournament, they were still uh, the Knights and the Dragons were sitting at the bottom of those respective tournaments. And this is spanning over two years. So even last season counts. They're at the bottom. So now, in order for you to kind of get out of there, you need to finish higher than the guy below you, essentially being the Knights, right? And the only way to do that is we already know that you are the two worst teams in this league. We can see it, right? And there are teams around you, they're the Warriors and things like that. That can be dragged down if you if you think about it. But the Warriors are flying high in the four-day series. I don't even think they're going to finish more than things. So that kind of helps them get out of that. Western Province, if you thought that they were struggling, um, have found a bit of a groove. They're playing good enough cricket to be a middle table side. The other team that you could be looking at are the Rocks. But they do well in T20 and they did well in that last T20 tournament. So outside of that, you've got the Dolphins, the Lions and the and, and 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 the Titans, who you're not, they, then we're not yeah. going to have this conversation yeah. about them. Yeah. So it's effectively down to the Dragons and the Knights, Tim. And you need then when you play each other. So essentially, what it was, it was three must-win games. One, Dolphins and 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 well, Dragons and Knights in the one-day cup. Dragons and Knights in the four-day series. I think the Knights, the the Dragons won that four-day series game um, early on. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. that's that's already putting you under pressure as the Knights. And then you come into this one-day cup game and you get beaten by 109 runs, which effectively tells me, Tim, today in December, unless if the Knights somehow turn this entire one-day cup around, this is their last chance. The four-day series already played by three games. This is probably this series, this month, is going to be so important to them. And they already lost to the team that they should be kicking down into the bottom because it's not about getting out it's about kicking somebody in 
you know, and the team you need to be kicking in are the, the, the dragons. So it's, yeah. So, and here's the thing about the dragons wins, right? They won against the Warriors earlier in the week and they also now beat, beat, beat the Knights. So they already have at least the one, an extra game over the Knights in terms of finishing above them in the, in, in the final standings of the one day cup, which kind of tells me that, the Knights are going down and the Northern KB are coming up. But that's essentially how important these games are. And even now when the Knights play the Rocks, whenever they play the Rocks, that's an another important game for them to try and drag somebody in, into that relegation battle um, and, and make those final four games of the four-day series horrible for somebody. Someone's going to fumble the bag because of the of, of the drama and, and, and the possibility of getting relegated. But it'll be very sad to see Gerald Kutsia's team get relegated into the second division with Miguel Petoris and everything else. They've got Reynard van Dorn, they've got Pite van Bouillon. They should be doing better, but they're just not. They're just not. I don't know they're why. Just, yeah. I think, I think the, the system there is a problem. We've said before, we've said, how can they perform like they did with an international mm-hmm. coach, with Alan Donald. I don't think the coach here was the problem. I think there was a problem within the setup from above. They have been sitting on their laurels thinking, you know what, we're never going to get relegated because there wasn't a promotion relegation. We'll do okay. We will focus on the T20 competition. They won it last year when uh, Riley was so... So they got that on the they got the the cherry competition, the T Twenty competition. Mm-hmm. They can focus on that. They can keep them sort of going, uh, going places, so to speak, because they're focusing on the main competition of the season. But this has been coming for two, three, four seasons now, with the with Bihardin leaving, Van Berg leaving, and not replacing. It's fine to lose those guys, but if you're not replacing yeah. them. That becomes a problem. They're not replacing those guys. At the start of the season, at the start of the season, so after year one for promotion relegation, we had Mm -hmm. Northwest on 10 points. We had Mm -hmm. the Knights on four. That's a six-point gap. You can easily make that up. It's now the Knights are on five, the Northwest on 25. There's now a 20-point gap as things stand. Look, there are games, games in hand. There are lots of games. You just say, there's a few games in the four-day series. There's a, a whole month of, 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 of this cricket, 50-hour cricket. But it's getting and, and, and bad time now. Tim, those points are essentially rolling. They move up and down based on the positions on the log, right? Yes. So where they are on the table right now, that is where uh, if we the, points, the points will be. Okay. So, okay. so that is where it's... So we'll end it today, the, 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 the Knights have a 20-point yeah. gap to cover. And, yeah. But, but that's important because that means you need to win games. You need to try and find a way to finish in the top four, um, in the top four of this competition, especially for them, to give themselves a chance. And this was possibly that. But the team that looks like they're going to finish in the top four are the, are the Dragons. They look a much better... Um, ODI side um, with, 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 with Delano and uh, Cohen Mungru who's bowling really well um, um, and also you've got obviously the batting of Sinukwane which has been a massive surprise um, Sinu and Mutisami as well coming in with the runs as well as some of the um, some of the wickets so for me I look at them and I'm like yeah 
the issue fundamentally was they're not a four-day series side, but they can compete on a on a, on a limited overs basis, and they are showing us that they didn't do well in the T20, but this this essentially this month is so important for them um, in it. But let's go to the final one. Um, the final one, the final game, which I think is the game of the week, um, the Titans playing the Warriors. This was the one game that got close to 300. Um, and the Titans coming through um, in Centurion, there were fans in the crowd, uh, 296 all out, with the Warriors coming short by 23 runs, 273 for eight. Uh, Aiden Markham top scoring with 89 of 71, another above runnable score from Aiden, who's effectively telling us that he wants to come back into the side. But I knew this. He was a domestic bully. I've always called him that. Um, and if he can play with the same level of aggression, I think the purchase will be well worth it. Devil Brevis, who everybody is uh, wanting to succeed and get into the setup, um, he scored 45 or 45. And you had Javesh and Pelé uh, scoring 69. I think it was off 103 balls. It was... Um, it was a good. It was a good innings. It wasn't something that you'd be looking um, into from a modern limited overs game. Um, Ziad Abrahams of the Warriors took four for sixty-nine. Jordan Hadman for the Warriors in reply fifty-five. Good to see him in the runs. Tristan Stubbs scored sixty-three. Lisibang Wepe fifty-five. He scored a forty-one in the first game. Um, of the season for them. He scored 55 here. And then in the bowling, it was a Junior Dala and a Gusle Kale who took two wickets each. Um, Tim, this was game of the week. Really entertaining. Um, the, the, the fans missed out because it was on TV because um, they were focusing on that Northwest Knights game, which should also be on TV. Um, Tim, what did you make of this game and Aiden Markham's performances? Is he a lock for the next Super League matches, even though he hasn't been great in ODIs in South Africa, for South Africa? Markham, as a bowler, gets in, doesn't he? We've said this before. We've said this before in that, in that you need that sort of, you need that sort of guy, like that Ugin type with Moen Ali. Yeah, that Moen Ali guy. He's got a bit, he's got a, He's got genuine ability with the bat, genuine ability, but doesn't quite materialize as often as you would like, but is very useful with his offspin. That's where he is at the moment. It, particularly with the with the 50 over. T T20, it's mm. slightly different. T20, he's a shoo-in yeah. with the bat. But in the 50 over, that's where he is at the moment. If his bowling goes to pot, you start to think, well, where do we go? Where else can we go? Can can we give yeah. Mr. Sami a chance? Something like that. Um, Let me, but yeah. look, so, so to he, a certain extent, for me, yeah. Tim, um, my my thing's always is is this with him, right? I think we need him to play with this level of aggression. If he's going to come in at four and bat like he's batting for the for for the Titans at four, with that level of aggression, that ability to just bat it above or on a ball, I'll have him in the side any day. But when he wears green and gold, it looks like he's trying to protect his wicket. And he's he gets into a little rut, he gets into a little funk, and then you know, a couple of few shots here, and he gets out. We need that consistency, but I want that mental... The same way he's approaching T20 is the same way I want him to approach this um, ODI cricket. And, and to a certain extent, this week, I saw that. 
And I want that in the Proteus side. Even if he can bat at four, I don't care. He can bat wherever he wants to bat. I need him to bat as aggressive. If he's not going to bat aggressive, he must go and sit down. If he, Oh, he can go and bat at six. And he can bowl like Moen Ali because he's a much better than he's a much better batter than Moen Ali. The only yeah, problem with that, of, of only is, is, yeah. that is, is the bowling yeah. as a sixth bowler. Can he bowl you 10 overs on the trot if situation ar- arrives? My answer is still no. It's yes in the T20 side, it's no in the ODI side. So the only way for me that Aiden makes it into the side is if he does that, if he can bat as destructively as you'd want him to as, as as you'd like because that's where modern ODI cricket has gone it's no longer um the the, the Javesh and Pelé innings and, and I'm going to use that but I know he's new and I know he's young um and he scores 69 of 100 but it's it's slow it's too yeah. slow it, it, yeah I, I, to we're, to. whereas yeah. Markham yeah. on the other end he's giving he's giving them something He's giving the team some. He's he's actually changing the game with it, and to a certain extent, that whole England Pakistan situation, right? Had England not scored six hundred, whatever it is, in the time they did, they wouldn't have had the time to close that game out. But they did, and so um, it kind of stretches the game. It kind of gives you a lot more options, and it also kind of gives the team that ability to score three hundred from wherever they are. And I think that's really important. And if Aiden can do that. I'm happy to have him in the new regime uh, to forget about what's happened before if he can do that. Um, and but that's, a, but that's a game plan thing with CSA and everybody else because that was my only big problem about this weekend is that everyone's scoring under 300. It's 220 plays 220. I get that and you have moments for that but you need to push and you said it was um, the lack of an extra batter. Fine, I'm with you there. But we need to find ways, especially in domestic cricket, to manufacture, to get us there. Because in county cricket, county cricket, they were scoring, there was a pretty high scoring last season. Um, so that was my only issue. Yeah, particularly the high felt. If you're playing yeah. the Wanderers, you need to make 300. That's, you know, and Centurion. You need to be making those scores. If the Coastal ones, you can make a, you can say 270, you know. You can yes. make that sort of, that, that gap, that just slight gap. So definitely yeah. Mm. yeah so yeah so i'm excited i think it's a good thing for south africa that he's batting like this and that he's not in australia and he's actually dominating guys at home and you saw that with Stubbs, with him um with devil brevis i think devil's gonna come out of the wash here really nicely um he's not gonna score every time so we just need to be patient with him um and there are a couple of other guys that i think um could come through and, and do that. And to a certain extent, my thing is the Knights. If you're looking for batters, first thing is look at under 19. Try to find guys there. And then go look at um, second division. Because they're guys who shouldn't be playing second division who are. And that's where you can find the value. But right now, it's fine. You know what? If you want to get relegated, get yourself relegated. <laughs> Let's see the rest of the fixtures coming up for this, this so this is a fixture list for the month you can see the final is on the 29th of december 2022 there at the bottom but so we've gone through the first uh six matches now the seventh match is on wednesday it's not going to be televised well uh, the yellow games the games highlighted in yellow will be televised if it's not in yellow it means that you will watch it on pitch vision on youtube so um the itech knights play uh, six gun grill western province in 
Bloemfontein. That's their first home game. So that's going to be quite interesting to see whether they can uh, pull one out because that's the nature of ODI cricket. It's one day somebody can have a massive innings and you can come out there. Um, the next one is on Friday. We've got two matches on Friday, the Rocks against the Titans and Paul. That's going to be quite interesting. They should actually play Shamsi in that game. You've got the Western Province and the Dragons at Newlands. And then on Sunday, Western Province play the Titans at Newlands. So it's really nice. You go to Paul and you come and play them at Newlands. Those are massive top-of-the-table clashes there on Sunday. Um, well, Friday and Sunday. Effectively, Province are coming up against contenders in the next couple of games, uh, apart from the Knights. Um, and then on Sunday, to conclude that, there'll be three, there'll be three more matches. Um, the Knights play the Warriors in Bloemfontein. The Dragons play the Dolphins at JB Marks Oval, which is going to be quite interesting. Um, and then the Lions play the Rocks at the Wanderers. Um, all games that are worthy to be televised, Tim, is there a game there that you're like, hmm, I, I like this one? I tell you what, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with that par game, that par game against the Titans. You and I have said just now that the, the, the performances of the Rocks, for the reasons we explained, have dropped a little bit. They need to come back. They need to say, yeah. you know what? We're here. Mm -hmm. We're here. We're going to compete. We're going to... We're going to keep Pete with the top boys. That is as good a, a time as any against the Titans. Yeah. If they can get a win, home win against the Titans, that will be a huge boost to them. And the other thing and is... It, and it's another win that you're stealing, right? And yeah, you need to steal yeah. wins here. Um, and get yourself uh, to... Try see if you can't get yourself up that table. And I think they're playing with house money. There's nothing to lose. Just try to go out there and be as aggressive as possible to me. Yeah, the other thing is the Knights. The Knights have got two games, two games over the next, over that weekend. If they can win both those games, I don't think they will, but if they can, we talk about we talk about closing that gap between Northwest. That will go a long, long way into closing not, mm, what is yeah. currently a twenty-point gap in the in the yes. where the standings are. So if they can beat Providence at home. Look, it's at, it's at home. You know, flat track. They need pipe for bullion and fly firing. We know what he's like. We know what he can do. Mm -hmm. We've got uh, Stayman who yeah. the ball a long way. We've got Fantonda who's in reasonable form. They, they do have enough players to get a win. I just think that they... The something's not quite right in the yeah. whole setup. But, but if they can, it could go a long way to uh, save them from relegation. Yes, no, that's true. Um, and yeah, it's not like, like they don't have, you know, they've got Miguel Pretorius, you've got Renan Fantoni, you've got Pied Van Bouillon, um, you've got, uh, I think it's the Ruan? No, 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 the one who played in Pakistan. Um, it's Ruan Sneeman. Mm. Was it Gerrit? Not Ruan? No, Gerrit Sneeman. I think it's, or, I think it's a G. I think it's yes, it's a G, but it's, it's a, but that's the wrong guy, Ron Stayman, <laughs> the guy who plays in the four-day series. He scored the fastest fifty, um, or the fastest hundred on the first day last year of four-day series. That guy, the guy, the guy who played, the guy who played for South Africa. Yes, in Pakistan, Ruan. Yeah, no, it's not like Ruan. Ducks everywhere. It is. It's not Ruan. It's not. It is. I'm looking There's it up no now. I'm apologising. I'm apologizing to, to all those uh, viewers <laughs> who are watching me looking at my phone. 
I apologize profusely. <laughs> that's podcasting in 2022. Okay. I'm sure they're going to write in the comment section, Tim, it's Ruan. I'm Paul's right. Harry. Harry's name up. There's no Harry. Wait, 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 wait. No, that's the one. No, that's not the not same person. Shark. I know that Shark. Shark name. Shark. Yeah. So we're both not. Shark. But Ruan plays, probably plays for the Dolphins, I think. Yeah. Yes. Shark. Yes. Yeah. Him. He needs to start firing. Um, but yeah. That's, but that's the Knights. The Knights just have holes everywhere. But you can, and that's the great thing about limited overs cricket, you can beat the best on your day if it is your day. Um, the Dolphins are 24 for 5. They won. They nearly won that game. Um, and so, you know, take heart and things like that, you know, and, and see it. But CSA one-day cup in full flow now. We're probably going to even get to the middle of the season by the time we talk to you next Outside of that, Tim, do you have any final words, any things that you want to opine on and talk about? No, but just uh, just to let you know, next week we will be talking about the Test Series against Australia. Yes. In Australia, we'll be doing a preview show. Um, we hope to have a guest. We haven't mm-hmm. nailed that down yet, but we hope to have a guest. So we will get into the nitty-gritty of the Proteus, the new, the new dawn, if you like, of the Proteus yes. setup. And I'm waiting for... That's a delicious ball there, KG, um, from <laughs> Um But yeah, look, oh, there'll be a lot of delicious balls being bowled by the South Africans, even from Marku. Um, so that's going to be nice. We've got, yeah, we're going to talk about the balance and all the drama and the, the mysterious ankle injuries. And yeah, we're going to talk about all of that um, next week because the first test match is on the 16th. So they play a four-day game sometime this week. So we'll talk about that. Next That's on Thursday. Yeah, yes, it's on Thursday. Talk about that yeah. next week. My Australia also add are playing West Indies, so you're getting to see the drama. Don't panic, as African fans, please don't panic. It's West Indies. It's West Indies. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. We're coming with the best bowling attack in the world to to their shores. But yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Outside of that, thank you very much, Tim. Have a great week. Um, it's pitch vision this week. There's no super sport one day cup. Remember that pitch vision this week. Outside of that, goodbye, good night, and the sale. Kakahiso.